Every time Anna is away, there is a real, a very real temptation for us to just turn this whole podcast into a boozy restaurant and travel review covering Venice Beach to Saint-Tropez. But alas, to honor our orange wine lady, we will remain true to our ethos and our creed, which is covering the young Congress under the age of 45, one tweet and tequila at a time. So Anna, in your honor today, we shall remain Political Playlist Happy Hour. Here we go. Welcome to Political Playlist. <laughs> All right, are we ready, guys? Happy Hour. Happy, Happy Hour. hour. <laughs> so hey, everybody, and welcome to Political Playlist Happy Hour. I'm Michael Kristoff. I'm Anthony Barquette. And we are one less monologuist today. Anna is off uh, gallivanting who knows where. I never know where. She refuses to share her iCalendar with us. So Always. We, we just don't know. We don't know where she is. Uh, we heard she missed a flight somewhere. Uh, we heard she's on another flight some, somewhere else. Uh, it's chaos. But one thing is for sure, uh, Anthony and I have cocktails in hand. Uh, cheers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, mine's a stiff one today. Yeah. Hey, and it's every, a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Every last drop, every last drop of that martini. Mm. So I got a, uh, I got a tequila on the rocks. And mm, that one sounded like it too. <laughs> it, it did a little bit. <laughs> thankfully, the, the rocks have melted <laughs> a, a bit. And uh, this, this, is, this is a little watered down. Um, man. Well, I'll tell you, I feel like. I feel like we're now, you know, it's it's that summer period where shit is always kind of a little quiet. There's like not a whole lot happening. And then Congress, it comes back out of recess and it's like, bam, everything's yeah. going on now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the 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 headline grabbing of the week here has got to be old Kevy Mac, Kevin McCarthy. Yep. Who has done. A pretty spectacular 180 here when it comes to uh, impeachment. Um, he has famously said that uh, the House has to vote on uh, beginning an impeachment inquiry. He was leading this uh, megaphone during the 2019 impeachment of Trump. Um, even as as recent as last week on Fox News, he was saying, no, the House needs to vote on it. It's a rule. And then, of course, this week, he does a fantastic 180 and announces that he has authorized three committees to begin an impeachment inquiry onto, into Joe Biden on, wait for it, <laughs> corruption. Hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, we can kind of get into all this um, and, and let's talk about the why of it. But first off, is this good for Republicans? Is this bad for them? Is does this help Joe Biden? What's your kind of take here? Um, I think Speaker McCarthy actually blew his load a little early. Oh. Um, I, I I mean I think he actually got pressured. Uh, he he definitely did get pressured into doing this. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem like they have much information, and I of course the information's vague right now as this this would go. Um, but he, they you know I'm. I'm sick of this. Like, <laughs> yeah. if we're going to take these people to court, I want them in jail tomorrow. <laughs> I want the, I want it to happen. I want you to have, in, like, 
good tangible information where you're like, he is going to prison because you know what? We're wasting a shitload of taxpayers' money in doing this. Yep. And it's going to keep pinballing back each time. Yeah. And, and so we should back up and say, you know, this all came about from pressure from the Freedom Caucus. Um, just to remind Freedom you. Freedom to breathe caucus. Yeah, that's the that's your crazy on Marge who comes and makes a scene at Thanksgiving. Um, it's it's those people. Um, but basically, this all uh, stems from uh, we're about to have a, a funding the government uh, vote. And a lot of the Freedom Caucus do not want to vote to fund the government. And they're basically holding that hostage by saying, we'll vote to keep the government open if you agree to begin this uh, impeachment inquiry. So, you know, it, it, it's a complete political horse trade here. And I think that the things that are noteworthy here are that nothing that Kevin McCarthy has said as far as, you know, he's authorizing this impeachment inquiry actually does anything that all of these committees who are investigating Joe Biden, um, which is their prerogative, you know, they all this doesn't give them any new power. Right. Yeah. So they're talking about, oh, well, now we can subpoena. Well, you know what? They, they can do that anyway. So um, this is really just a kind of political charade that I think will be interesting to see two things here. Right. I think let's watch and see if McCarthy brings a vote on moving towards impeachment, mm -hmm. which I don't think he will because I don't yeah. think he has the votes. I don't think he has enough Republican votes for that. And I disagree. But yeah, keep going. Uh, two. Well, why do you disagree? I think they'll vote in line. Wow. I, I just I think there are enough. I think that margin is so razor thin that I don't know if he gets, you know, the sort I, of let's make a bet on this. OK. All right. You're you're, you're saying won't. I yeah. saying am. So then what, what are we going to bet on? Okay. Well, obviously it's an espresso martini. Um, and with, with, well, here's the, okay, here's the bet. How about this? Okay. If you win, I have to come to Denver. Okay. <laughs> to buy you espresso martinis. Nice. All right. I love and this. if you win, if I win, yeah. then you have to come to LA. Okay. To buy espresso martinis. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm fantastic. Okay. Oh, bet. This is great. Yeah. If only Anna were here to 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 be witness to this. Yeah, just um, two guys drinking and betting on random <laughs> yeah. dumb things. Perfect. Oh my God, we're we're immediately going downhill. Yeah. Um, but so, and and the bet just to clarify is: Will Speaker McCarthy bring an impeachment vote to the floor? Right? Is that the? And it will pass. And it will, and it will pass. Well, that's a side bet, but okay. Yeah. All right. The whole thing. Um. All right. So it, it can't All it's not going to pass. Yeah. Um, but I think what's interesting here is the second thing to look for. If we recall, you know, Trump has his support, had his supporters uh, in lockstep in 2019 during his first impeachment. And mm -hmm. when they announced that they were going to do that, it actually drove his approval ratings up. So the yeah. question is, is this going to actually shake and rally the Democratic base for mm. Biden in a way that, you know, we're not seeing them rah-rah for him right now, right? He's got horrible approval ratings. Um, a lot of people, I think, 
Democrats, you would ask privately and some publicly saying, yeah, I think he's been a great one term president. And he should remain a one term president, like move on. You know, um, yeah. it's still not totally clear that he's like actually running. <laughs> That's an interesting question, Michael. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this is going to get more people behind. But um, mainly because I also do agree. I think he needs to go. But that's a that's a great point. I mean, he could use uh, the uptick. That's for sure. I mean, I will say I think one of the this White House is not very good at messaging and they're not very good. Democrats at, are terrible at this. Yeah. And they're not good at like turning their weaknesses into strengths, except when it came for the let's go Brandon thing. And they actually sort of did a brilliant marketing spin with that and, you know, turned into the joke into dark Brandon. Mm -hmm. um, and they were making mugs and T-shirts. And, and honestly, it was like kind of a brilliant marketing. Uh, what was that messaging. for? Again? So that was like they started chanting at the NASCAR. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, or, it was a, a fuck Joe Biden. And it was like, uh -huh. let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And then that became the like rally for, you know, Republicans who were against Biden. So um, is, is ours going to be let's go, Hunter? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you know, that uh, that there could be an interesting marketing angle like uh you know hunter versus jared kushner uh you know yeah. who's who out corrupts who but I, I, i'm gonna be talking about an issue later about <laughs> oh kids okay My, man kids suck and for all those parents <laughs> out there listening uh, you know i we we've we're difficult we're difficult i get it yeah. i get it mm -hmm. and it's not an easy thing and now look the yeah. president of the united states might be paying for his crackhead son's issues. And okay, like there, there can't be many out people out there who trust Hunter Biden in the world, including Jill and Joe, right? Well, I mean, depends on, I mean, he's sober and, you know, trying to rebuild his life. So it's like, I, I don't think I would trust crack uh, Hunter Biden on crack. Yeah. But, I, I, I even you know. think President Biden is kind of so out there. And no. mind wise, I could see Hunter Biden telling his dad and going, hey, uh, dad, one of your biggest fans is on the phone. Why don't you just say hello? And it's like the the CEO of this company in Ukraine. And he's like, hey, it's it's uh, Joe Biden. I love ice cream. And, yeah. you know, like <laughs> and they're like, oh, great. That. Yeah. That right proves next to you. that you're, you're yeah. trained five million dollars yeah. to you guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, President Biden had no idea who he was talking to or what he was saying. Now, <laughs> the, the issue is going to be, be finding intent here if right. President Biden was truly involved. I mean, let's face it. We know Hunter Biden is profiting off of Joe Biden, like the Trumps, like the Clintons, all of them have Like everybody, exactly. Like everybody. This and there's no nothing news. illegal about it's, that. It, yeah, everyone has done this. Many yep. of the senators and Congress people have as well. Yep. So I just think it's my personal opinion is I mm -hmm. think Speaker McCarthy blew his load too early mm -hmm. and he did that because of this freedom caucus and one of the people on our platform Mr. Matt Gates mm. from Florida he said this is a baby step 
following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. I mean, I think the interesting thing to see is that, A, Kevin McCarthy is still the speaker. I think that in and of itself, he's beat the odds that like, Mm -hmm. you know, that crazy Freedom Caucus hasn't voted him out yet. And I think that also, you know, credit to where credit's due. I think he's done a pretty good job of this ridiculous tightrope walk that he signed up for. Yeah. but, you know, I think people had little hope for him and he's I guess when the bar is so low, you can it's easy to exceed expectations. Yeah, I but. actually thought, though, he didn't look that strong to me in this no. in in that in this announcement. And I, normally I I've agree. actually think he's been I'm like, oh, I'm kind of afraid of him. He's 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 good. He's he has he has pointed, uh, you know, he's, he's speaking to people. Well, this mm-hmm. I, I don't I didn't think he did well on, but it was a little hostage video esque. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Like, like, I have prepared a statement. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more in that yeah. statement. Um, well, speaking of hostages and somebody who is not taking any prisoners, let's talk about Bobert getting the boot from yeah. Broadway. <laughs> Okay. Uh, do you want to take this? It's your home state. <laughs> this has been my favorite thing that's happened in the last 24 hours. Oh, best so, political news cycle right Yeah, here. Denver is back on the map. <laughs> let's, so, let's go Denver. So Congressman Lauren Bober was enjoying an evening with some friends watching Beetlejuice, which is in town <laughs> at Denver. By the way, she is a huge fan of the performing arts. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Um, and because she was uh, too loud and uh, filming and vaping, she's no one has confirmed the vaping. Her staff won't confirm the vaping. No, that she, she 100% was, was. Yeah. Well, no offense in Denver. Everyone's vaping everywhere. Yeah, so I can't believe you know. they would kick her out for vaping. Yeah. But, um, she was kicked out of this of the theater. And, um, you know, there's uh, a lot of the... Uh, theater guides have said mm-hmm. that she uh, yelled, I will be contacting the mayor. Do you know who I am? Oh, she tweeted saying, I plead guilty to laughing and singing out loud. Now, yeah, let me get into some other details. <laughs> Please so, do. We were talking about this at work because we're Denverites mm-hmm. right now. And we were, and some of us were saying she's wearing a pretty revealing dress. Pretty, pretty sexy. Pretty yeah. sexy dress. Yeah. I, I said it looked like she was more going out with some like a guy than it was her friends. Little did we find out later. Yeah. Um, she was on a date. Yeah. So in May it was announced that she was getting divorced. And this is the most devastating news to me today. <laughs> and if, as many of you know, I am not a fan of the far left or the far right. I think they are the problem for America, which is why we started political playlists so people knew about yep. the other young people. Now, she is dating a guy who owns my favorite bar. Oh, in come on. Come on. Yep. And you've been there before, Michael. Oh, and this is my favorite what? place <laughs> ever when I go. Oh. And now I, I, I've, I'm speechless. I don't know what to do anymore. 
Oh my god. So this is the new I first of all, I didn't had no idea that she uh was getting divorced. Um yeah. she's got like a bunch of kids. Four kids and four kids. And so she's just this was date night with Aspen Bar dude. Aspen um, Bar dude, and they're sh- they're shown walking hand in hand and-, and all the yeah, all the um security camera footage that was leaked yeah. um was pretty great. I mean, she's really throwing a Karen hi- hissy fit and you know, it, it's hard to imagine that, like, she is is that that a member of Congress, you know, would be acting like this. And, and obviously, oh, oh come on, I you mean, know, it's Lauren Boebert. I know it. she's she's loud already. She's yelled during State of the Union addresses. This is right. her, right? This is her, right. right? And I mean, she just looks like that. You see the videos of like the crazy person on spirit airlines who who like attacks a flight attendant and then gets kicked out off the plane it's like that is her she's one of those people so i yeah. guess when i ask myself who votes for lauren bobert it's like maybe that person well you, here's another interesting thing and i think this will be controversial so okay but she talks about family values a lot mm-hmm. she is very pro family that is the strength what oh. is needed in America today. Oh. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting divorced. Mother of four. One of her yep. kids are, is already having a kid. He was under 18 when he got a woman, woman pregnant, I believe. Oh, my Lord. So to me, is this all a joke right. about family values? And, I'm, I, and, and here's the controversial part here is I'm sorry, but it, there's a lot of studies out there that is a divided home is not good for young kids. Mm-hmm. And let I know a lot of people make it out of there very fine and everything's good. It gives them better traits in the future to drive harder. But it's true. People from divorced family, kids from divorced families have a harder time. And now she's doing that. I I, I just I I I'm speechless. More for the bar in Aspen than anything. <laughs> you know which Wait, one it so- was, Michael? Which bar? Hooch. The one downstairs? Hooch. Yeah. Oh, that place is awesome. Actually, you know what? Okay. There's a photo of us uh, from our little political playlist field trip that Anna took uh, of us with their like crazy fancy drinks. There was like one in a paper bag. So we should post that on our Instagram this week. Yes. And I've already texted a bunch of people who go to Aspen and they said... And this is the far for farther left. They yeah. said they will not be going to that establishment anymore. Wow. So I'm interested to see how this plays out for this Let's guy. Let's see. This will be interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of a spokesman we didn't think we were going to have uh, on our side, uh, we got to give it up for our boy in Utah, Mitt Romney, who announced that he's retiring mm. uh, on account of being an old geezer. <laughs> yeah. And so he basically uh, announced that he was not running for re-election uh, and called on uh, Joe Biden and Trump to drop out because they're going to be old. And he said that he wants, he thinks that we need to clear a way for the next generation of leaders, a new generation of leaders to make the decisions for our future. And I think this is really interesting on a couple of fronts, um, and I'm curious what you think of this. First of all, uh, 
as you said, we started political playlists for that very reason. Yeah. So thank you, Mitt, for understanding that uh, your colleagues are old as Fook. Uh, We're going to get them on the pod. Honestly, like we should very much reach out to him and and, and do that. Um, and so my question, though, is that do you think. OK, so when he says clear away for new leadership, right? Is this just another example of moderate Republicans like one of our former congressmen, uh, Anthony uh, Gonzalez, um, who we interviewed uh, from Ohio, um, who was a moderate who, you know, decided not to run because they were going to get challenged by a far right uh, primary. Um, you know, people like Adam Kinzinger, et cetera. Um, is this Mitt Romney not wanting to face that and potentially lose to that radical right uh, primary uh, candidate? And do we think that somebody like an Evan McMullen, who ran in Utah as an independent, who was young, um, very impressive, uh, very, very impressive um, guy, former CIA guy. You know, do we think that this clears a path for somebody like him in that state? Yeah, uh, honestly, some great points and questions there. Yeah. I, I think Mitt's fed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was one of the few people who stood up of the Republicans during the whole impeachment yep. and against President Trump. No one really stood behind him. Um, and, you know, he's wealthy. It's, he has a big family, too. It's like, why, right. why am I doing this when no right. one wants to do the right thing anymore? What, what's the point? And um, apparently he gets, like, heckled in airports. Oh, and yeah. Like, all the yeah, time. When you decide, screw this. I should be flying right. around on a private jet because I'm rich right. enough. And, and he, he flies in coach. It. He's just yeah, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now he's like, I can fly privately. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think what's going to happen, unfortunately, is a further right person who might not be great for the republican party ideally younger but will come in and secure that spot and i think that's why we've had a lot of these older politicians not leave as well yeah yeah no i think you're right and i think what's interesting is um the the sort of footnote on this romney thing is that he has an authorized biography that is coming out at the end of the month Oh, and uh, yeah. And apparently books, nice book sale for this. Totally. Right. Well, it gets juicier because apparently in this book, he names all of his fellow Republicans and what they privately think of Trump and attributes, apparently attributes quotes and names uh, and, and basically calls out his party for, you know, going along out on face with some of the Trump outlandishness, you know, while privately holding a completely different view. So apparently he outs some of his uh, fellow Republicans. Which, I love that. Yeah. Go out with a fucking bang. I and agree. by the way, I, I, I've been a fan of Mitt Romney's as well. And I thought he would always be a great VP, yep. you know, even presidential, a little tougher presidential, but VP yep. would be a perfect candidate in my opinion. Um, I think too and- that, you know, he I mean, I know during the Trump uh, early days of Trump, he was angling for secretary of state or something like yeah. that. And I think, you know, if a 
if a Republican win, you know, somebody like a Nikki Haley. Yeah, right? we take him in a heartbeat. On exactly. it in the he cabinet would be member. A yeah. Great cabinet great, member. Great for, ambassador. For yes. Yep. Um, I see. All that. right. Well, let's get him on the pod. <laughs> I think we can get him on yeah. the pod. Um, uh, um, all right. Well, speaking of lots of kids, you said you had a tweet about kids. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, for starters, I, I really wanted to talk about kids because one, I, I you know, one, you hate them. Two, you don't <laughs> have them. <laughs> well, Got it. <laughs> one, yeah. thank you. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, that I do not have kids, okay? And you too, by yeah. the way. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, but I have seen a lot of my friends have kids, family members. It is tough. And I honestly can't imagine dealing with, you know, young... I know we could all get through it, but it's got to yeah. be incredibly tough. So here is my tweet. Investing in kids is the best investment we can make. We need to pass the Child Care Stabilization Act to ensure emergency child care funding doesn't expire and families can get the care that they need. This is a win-win-win for our families, small businesses, and economy. Okay, well, that first line, I don't think you agree is a win-win-win. True. I honestly yeah. screw the kids. No. We can, we can, yeah, we we can punch holes in this tweet later. Yeah. Um, I'm the best I, investment you can make. I mean, here's the. Let me tell you about it. Good investments, okay? Do you see this martini shaker here? Okay, that is a damn good investment. Thirty dollar martini shaker, by the way. If anyone wants this, I've I've bought thirty of them and given them out. Oh, is it that? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Up. Pay it forward. Um. Okay, so. Here's what, let me preface my guess and, and sort of my, my guess that we know is going to be wrong historically. Yes, of course. Uh, is it sad that like a tweet talking about a bill that helps kids is automatically attributed to a Democrat? Is that like a sad state I, of I, fucking and politics? I was going to say what's even more sad is that this yeah. is not bipartisan. But wow. you'll, you'll understand why it's not. Okay. Explain it, but. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of shit tacked onto it. Um, God, I mean, this feels like a this feels like a a, a Lauren Underwood. We, you know, when you Close. said sad, I thought sad. you were gonna start with an S. Oh, sad. Sarah Jacobs. Sarah Jacobs. Ah. There we go. Uh, we love Sarah. You, young Democrats from San Diego, actually, where yep. I'm from. Uh, big fan and of. And we hers. interviewed her. We interviewed her. We interviewed on her. her. Yep. Um. Definitely on the on the further left of the spectrum, I would say. Mm-hmm. But so this this bill is called the Child Care Stabilization Act. Okay, and the funding expires on September thirtieth of this month. Okay, so what they are trying to do is providing sixteen billion dollars for the next five years to continue, you know, child this child care. Um, grant program. So if this does not happen, it could lead to 3 million children losing quality childcare. Wow. And it would immediately keep two, over 200,000 childcare providers afloat over the next few years. And it would save child care slots for up to 10 million kids nationwide. Wow. Now, when we're talking about impeaching a president and <laughs> starting three committees to look into it. Yeah. And on both sides here. Yeah. 
you know, Lauren Boebert talks about the, you know, quality of a family and mm. life and kids. I, I, I don't understand inflation is insane yeah Mm -hmm. let's call that a democrat problem okay you basically need two incomes today for people to even raise their kids and we're going to sit here at the start of a school year and say that people don't have child care at the end of the month what the fuck are we doing yeah it's such a that that's such an excellent handful of points you raised because I think that when you talk to folks who are, you know, you could say are the disenfranchised voter, right? Whether it's Republican or Democrat, they have a feeling that government has failed them, right? They've given Democrats a chance and they didn't get it right. And they've given Republicans a chance and they didn't get it right. And now it's just government is broken, right? And I think this is a great example of of that. It proves that point that like, isn't the whole role of government to do things for us, like help us raise our kids, you know, like, and don't we do. Yeah. And, and this is helpful to families, especially to the people who are working really hard, mm-hmm. who need to have their kids in childcare. Right. And a lot of offices don't offer childcare. Right. And th- this is where I think I would be a bad politician because to right. me, I don't even have kids. This is a non-starter. Yeah. I help the fan. Help the kids, help the families. Yeah. And by the way, that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, what things caught, I can barely afford myself. I'm an adult child. Right. You have no dependents. I have no dependents. <laughs> except, I, except that martini shaker, which needs filling every day. And, 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 you know, I know a lot of families can do this and it's tough mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I, I, I thank my parents because, you know, what, whatever they were doing with work, they still came home at the end of the day. And we may have bitched and cried about writing an essay or didn't know how to do multiplication. And they helped us. And some days when I come home from work, I don't, I just wanted to sit on my couch. Oh my God. Yeah. And not talk to anyone. So yeah, the fact that this is not bipartisan really irks me. And I mean, this is something that I feel like I would want to fight for today. Mm -hmm. Like I want to call my politicians and say, what are you doing? Yeah. And are, are you holding this up because of more spending? Because what are we spending on the other side that this should be taken from? Yeah, I think that, I think that's a great question and a, and a great, you know, position. And I think that anybody listening should do exactly what you're saying, which is call your congressperson and be like, hey, this, stop, stop worrying about Hunter Biden. Like, let's take care of our kids and get, get, get kids yeah. at the end of the month. Let's worry about yeah. Biden in October. Okay. Right. right. You know, you know, yeah. everyone can hold on to their crack for one more month. Yeah. We got 15 days until the end of the month. Figure it out for the kids. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me so take, let's us, take us to a different corner of, of the globe. Uh, not Aspen. Not Aspen. Not no, yet, unfortunately. Um, so here we go. This tweet's going to give it away a little bit. It's going to tell us where we are, uh, but I think that's okay. Wouldn't it be nice if Mayor Adams had the same compassion for taxpaying citizens as he does for illegal immigrants? Uh, New Yorker. Mm. New Yorker. New Yorker, baby. New Yorker. Let's go Mets. Is this a new one or? 
Um, it is not a new one. Okay. So we yeah. got Lee Stefanich. Are you doing her? No. Yeah. Um, no, Rudy, but somebody. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> who, well, okay. Okay. Funny you say that. Uh, this person tweeted a photo of her and uh, the former mayor uh, yesterday together on 9-11. Nicole uh, Malaitakis. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously Mayor Adams, uh, the, the mayor of New York City, Nicole Malaitakis, Republican from New York's 11th district, which is Staten Island, which um, of the five boroughs, Staten Island is very Republican. Um, and I like so I, I like her, by the way. Yeah. I think yeah. She has, I, I think she has uh, a lot of longevity. Uh, I do, too. I do, too. And I think she keeps a lowish profile in a way that some of these other people don't, um, which maybe helps her a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think like I want to I want to get into a couple of parts of this because. There, I, while I do like her, there's there's also something here that really pisses me off. All right. Um, and, and she's not the only one guilty of this. But mm -hmm. so this is this tweet is stemming from an announcement that Mayor Adams made, which is that they have to cut the budget and they have to cut spending in order to pay for this massive surge of of migrants that have have flooded New York uh, and other major cities. And so. Basically, since last spring, 110,000 migrants have uh, who are asylum identifying as asylum seekers have made their way to the five boroughs of New York, and they have subsequently set up 200 emergency shelters. OK, um, so 60,000 of those migrants, asylum seekers, are uh, still within the city's care. OK. And the reason that they are is because mm -hmm. there is a, a federal legislation, a policy that was passed by Congress uh, some years ago that prevents asylum seekers or, or puts rather puts a six month ban on asylum seekers to get work. So if you enter the country, you have to wait six months as an asylum seeker before you can legally have a job. Is that because you might get deported? No, so it's they have to review your case, and they have to uh, uh, like put these people to work. If that, exactly, or, or so let them work. That's why they're coming here. This is this is one of the problems, right? Is that this ridiculous ban? So Adams has been incredibly vocal, um, calling on the Biden administration and the federal government to do an executive order to lift this ban, saying every business owner we talk to says we need workers. Every worker, all these asylum seekers are saying, I want to work. I'm able to work. I'm healthy money, enough yeah. to work. And to we're, the federal government is forcing them to be under the financial care of these cities, which don't have the capacity to do it. So on the one hand, obviously, Nicole is sort of, you know, inflaming her tweet a little bit saying, oh, yeah, look, you know, classic liberal, like helping the immigrants, but not the taxpayers. Right. Because they're saying that these proposed spending cuts are going to hurt New Yorkers, which they will. Um, so she's right on that. But here's the bigger issue. And this is what pisses me off about Nicole and, and other Republicans and, and Democrats. To do this. Republicans control the House. Let me say it again. <laughs> OK, Republicans 
control the House. So this is an immigration problem, right? We know that our immigration system is broken, and we know that Republicans have the ability to pass a bill right mm -hmm. now that would pass the House and then be put on the Democrats who control the Senate and the White House to reject it and thereby saying we passed an immigration bill, the Democrats fucked up. But they know that if they work, and by the way, I'm of the belief that they could get a fairly conservative immigration policy through the Senate and put it on Biden's desk that I bet at the end of the day he would sign. But sure. Republicans know, and Nicole knows, that if they do anything on immigration, they are basically handing the 2024 election to Democrats because they lose the ability to to hammer Democrats at their failure on a existing failed immigration policy. And so to me, this is cynical politics. It's very worst. And I think that, you know, again, all parties do this with things. But the fact of the matter is that, frankly, Nicole is failing us as a young leader because she's not working on actual immigration policy, you know, and so she's not helping the problem. She's hurting the problem. And, you know, again, she's not the only one to blame, but I just feel like I have to call bullshit on her here because they could be doing something. They control the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Hey, that's a good point. I mean, I always tell people when they come to me with a problem, mm -hmm. I, I say, you better have a s solutions right. that we can choose. Don't tell me the roof is on fire. Tell me the roof is on fire and we can do X, Y, and Z. Yes. To get yep. to, to make it go away. Yeah. But if you don't give me options, you're not doing nothing. Totally. Totally. And, you know, in a, in a situation like this, I'm sure she is capitalizing on what he said. That was a viral yep. statement. Right. And. This is a massive problem. Like this is getting out, out of hand. Out of control. Right. Out of control. But yeah, it what would I think hold better, especially in our world, us. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is happening. I have been proposing a bill to stop this. Right. And allow for workers in. And by the way, I'm also working with local government to have it happen in, you know, certain boroughs or whatever. Like, Give us solutions here. Stop right. just saying things. Give us solutions. Um, but it, it's scary. I've 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 talked to a lot of friends in New York, and this this yeah. What do you is, hear on the ground? Well, it, especially because a lot of these facilities sometimes are located in the in the city, and they're just right. becoming. I mean, could you imagine being an immigrant here in this time, not being able to work? which is also a reason why you fled your, right? Like you couldn't make right. money. And you could be in a, in a very low paying job of what many of us would consider and be making more than you've ever made in your country. Right. Probably. And able and willing. <laughs> and able and willing and right. a hard worker and a right. hard worker. And to then have to sit there and, and not, um, can you imagine trying to go out for dinner in New York? Like, oh my God. With what money? Right. You, know, you have vouchers, but your vouchers are probably going to not great food. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't, uh, they don't work at Latanzi. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? well, I just, I, I just mean, if you're going to, yeah. one day you don't want to take your voucher food, you go out. 
have fun buying a $5 bottle of water. And right, right. Well, this is what I've never understood is that every single person who arrives in this country, whether they're illegal or, or asylum seekers or, or legal immigrants, I don't understand why the first order of business is not to sign them up to start paying taxes. Like, if you want to be here waiting for we're gonna a, court, a job, we're going to get you a job taxes. and no. you're going to pay taxes and like mm -hmm. full stop. Right. And so, and, and just cause you're paying taxes doesn't mean that you get to stay here. That's sort of like paying rent. Right. Yeah. So I don't understand why the you first piece of legislation is, mm. is compassion, but practicality. Right. Yeah. We, you can stay here, but it's not rent free. We're going to put you to work. And some of that money is going to go to the federal government for allowing you to stay here. And, and it, it just seems like neither side wants to solve the problem, like actually solve it. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, both of my grandfathers were immigrants and they were very young, but both of their fathers were janitors. When wow. they came over here, they were sweeping and mopping floors to yep. make money, right? It, it's people know that's what they want to do or, or not what they want to do, but that is what they came here is to start somewhere else right. and work their way up. Right. And I'd love that idea, Michael. I think when, it, when we got to shout, I that think we run. Out. I think maybe we I, run. <laughs> Maybe we run. Is it a joint office. ticket? Is it? A joint I think it's. A, we're going to announce it, right away. Yeah, we're going to announce right away. Uh, Whose spot are we going for? Ah, uh, I mean, I. You know what? Why don't we just run for uh, Senate in um, California and Colorado? Well, I'm also dating an Aspen bar owner. No, oh. so we're going against Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to unseat Lauren. Yeah, who's who's my my rep here um, in Venice is Ted Lou. Uh, who, I like Ted Lou. Ted Lou's Ted pretty Lou's solid. Good. Yeah. yeah. He's yep. a smart guy. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, I think, smart guy, you know what this calls for? Locking Congress in a room with pizza. Figure it out. <laughs> you know what? It's actually, we could do Taco Tuesday. Taco, Taco Tuesday, Tuesday and margaritas. Taco <laughs> Tuesday and margaritas. <laughs> Who doesn't? We'll, 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 we'll goat them in there. We'll bait them in with tacos and margaritas. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? It's immigration policy day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's All right. Well, we just solved the world's problems. As always. As always I'd vote for us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.